talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wider. Wow, look who's there. I think we actually made it. Woohoo! Woohoo! Live from Mexico. Live from Mexico. <laughs> Um, so are we going to do welcome to Fight Club? Uh, here, it. I'll do it, Michelle. Okay, Club, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we, are, we are a team of uh, four industry experts helping you fight for your business. And um, we are here every Tuesday live at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, typically there are four of us chiming in from all over the United States, plus a very awesome guest most weeks. I'm really excited about this week's guest. Um, Tay, unfortunately, could not be with us today. She had something come up. And Martha and I, not unfortunately, quite fortunately, are with you from uh, <laughs> Cancun, Mexico today. Uh, we're looking at quite the beautiful non-fake Zoom backdrop. I don't know if you can see that, but there are palm trees oh, and palapas. Amazing. And a beautiful beach. <laughs> amazing. So, um, uh, I guess I'll start by introducing myself. My name is Megan Likes. I am the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small businesses to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own an accounting company where you can outsource your accounting needs to my firm. And I'm the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters with my husband, Jeff, in Northern California. And this week on Fight Club, I'm so excited to have John Domini with us. John, you are probably one of the most impressive people I've ever met at a conference to date. I am a huge fangirl, as are, I know, the rest of the Fight Club, <laughs> and we're really happy to have you. Can you please just share... A uh, quick 30 seconds to one minute about who you are and what you're about. Well, uh, I guess my background is uh, I worked for 25 years with IBM and then uh, 15 years with BMC Software, which were ex-IBM people that started that company. And I uh, started that, went with that company, there were two, $237 million. And when I left 15 years later, it was $2.37 billion. Wow. And then I, uh, during that time, <laughs> well, I, I ran uh, Europe, uh, based in Paris, uh, then Asia, based in Tokyo, and then Latin America, based in uh, Buenos Aires. So we've had the good fortune uh, to 104 countries. Uh, I retired in 2009, and then was sort of the financier for my son to buy a company called bestyard.com uh, in a suburb of Denver, and uh, we've grown that from 400 clients to 2,400 clients, and um, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I thought I knew a lot about sales and marketing, and I found out that I didn't know anything about small business <laughs> sales and marketing. And although I have this, you know, MBAs and finance, and all, I've been to all these Harvard schools and Wharton schools, and all this—the best that corporate can do. Uh, what I've uh, I earned in the last uh, um, 11 years is I've gotten a PhD in humility. So <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that, John. And John, uh, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Houston, Texas. We're, Your uh, power? Uh, power. We, we, we were without power Monday through uh, Thursday evening, and we got water back just yesterday. So oh, wow. uh, it's been... 
so we've gotten an appreciation on how northern more uh, states can handle severe weather. We do really good on 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 hurricanes and tornadoes and uh, uh, floods and that sort of thing, but uh, snow not so good. Oh wow! I'm so wow. glad you're able to make it. Yeah. Anyway, wow. well, we're we're doing fine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> good. And, and Michelle, I'm, I'm Michelle. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead, Martha. Say Have John share his shirt that he's uh, in Kansas yes. spirit. Yes. Well, I wanted to show in, in honor. I was wanted to be there, but I was not able to, but I do that. And then I even have my khaki shorts on. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. So for, for uh, we had a number of conferences in, in Cancun and we would uh, always have these specialized t-shirts or, or, or shirts made up uh, when I was with me and we would get that and then we would when we were in Cancun, we were uh, calling it tacky and khaki. So oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. So good. That's perfect. Okay, Michelle, yeah. Welcome, John. I'm so excited you're here. I want to hear all your good lessons. I cannot wait to talk to you. Um, my name is Michelle Myers. I am the co-owner of Pink Collars, and we do remote admin services for your company. So we sit in the customer service seat for your business if that's something you need outsourced. And I am so actually super excited that you're here to talk about families working together um, and talk about your business. So welcome to Fight Club, John. Thank you. John has always been a very big supporter of QDS and the conferences, and so I'm sad you're not here with us as well. Um, it's our friend anniversary. Happy friend anniversary, John! I met you two years ago at the QDS right. conference in San yep. Diego. Michelle right. too. It's our friend anniversary. Yes. It is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm Martha Woodward, and I am the co-founder of Quality Driven Software. I run. Uh, online membership called Culture First, to be in here. which is John is part no, of, no and, uh, and no. then okay. I uh, also own a maid service in a neighboring state. So anyway, welcome to Fight Club. Okay, so I, I'm confused because usually we start with marketing. <laughs> and um, do. And I feel like I'd literally be a fish out of the water if I tried to be Tay. Um, but maybe I can, I've been kind of merging sales, finance, marketing, Kay and I have been on the same wavelength for two or three weeks. So I think what I'm going to ask you, John, is about the growing pains of growing a business from 400 recurring clients to 2,400 recurring clients. Um, I want to, I want you to help talk us through a little bit, like they're they talk about the stages of business. Can you help articulate the stages that you've experienced with you and your son's business um, going through that kind of growth in that short period of time? Well, um, gee, I'm not sure how to, I mean, it's been 11 years. So, <laughs> but, that, so you've that, gone from 400 to 2,400 in 11 years. That's, and, that's warp and, speed. And what we've done is uh, you know, when I was with corporate America, we were doing mergers and acquisitions. Well, those were Wall Street mergers and acquisitions. Well, what we've done over these last years, we've sort of done some Main Street Parker Cotto mergers and acquisitions. So it's, you know, so we have purchased well, that a, a gardening company and other lawn care companies, uh, you know, that as they 
uh, want to get out of the business or, or quit or whatever it might be, well then, you know, we try to um, acquire their customers. And, and so that's so a part of how we've done that. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think there's this growing movement about people building up field service businesses and being interested in selling them. And then they're often surprised that it's not worth what they think it's worth because it's their baby. So tell us a little bit about what you look for when you're looking to acquire a service business. Um, what are some of your favorite things and what are some of the things that maybe our listeners should be watching for as pitfalls? Well, I, I think what we've found, the best time to acquire a company like that probably will be mid-year. Okay. And uh, I mean, we're in a seasonal business because we're really in a March through November business in the seasonal lawn care business. And so if you acquire a company, say the end of June, it's already going and the customers are already there and already started up and you just kind of acquire them and you continue on as nothing has changed. But then we've acquired people, you know, in November. And then uh, uh, when we tried to uh, restart in uh, March, well, then a, a number of them would change companies. So that has mm. been our big, that would be the one big thing we would say is to try to do That's this when, when the, the people are already there, have the services started and this, uh, you know, be seamless in that way. So that mm. was- do, do you mind sharing? And I don't want an exact number and I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but um, would you mind sharing how you factor a purchase price? for lawn care, give me a range. Like, so in window cleaning, we say it's anywhere from three to six months gross, typically is what you're gonna be paying. Um, what do you, in, in financial planning, that's the other one I know, it's usually between like 1.5 years gross to three years gross. Can you kind of give us a range of what you're seeing in lawn care markets these days? We and is it on gross or net? <laughs> we, uh, we typically, We'll try to do something that is in the neighborhood of 60 to 65 percent of the annual First, revenue. And, okay, so six ish months of gross revenue. Right. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And what what um what are your favorite types of businesses? Like, are they are they turnkey or are they kind of poorly managed? And you're going to come in and put in your own systems. What are you um? Well, we, we have our own systems and okay. what, uh, I mean, we're in uh, many, like many of the main service companies, maybe we're even smaller. We focused on just 12 zip codes. And so these are in the Southeast uh, outlying communities, just outside of Denver. It's just on the other side of the loop outside of Denver. So it's Denver, the loop, and then these communities are on the outside. So there's not big geography separating it, but it's just, these suburb communities, and these are typically the uh, bedroom communities, uh, and there's a lot of you know high tech type of thing. As a matter of fact, these zip codes will all be in the top ten percent in the United States, and and so uh, we're fortunate to be in the market we're in, and uh, you know the houses are going to be you know over half a million dollars, and uh, the household incomes will be you know generally over a hundred thousand dollars and higher. And we're, uh, we chose to be in the full service lawn and garden maintenance. That means we do the mowing, we do the fertilization, the weed control, we do all the sprinklers, we do all the 
gardening and flowers and mulch and bush trimming. So we, our ideal customer is having someone that wants us to do everything for them. And so I love that you are, Tay would be like smiling from yeah. here to here. <laughs> you have it dialed in who your ideal customer avatar is. And you've got it very localized, very well targeted, which from the finance standpoint means that your jobs are more profitable, your routes are tighter, you're not losing money on windshield time. Um, it sounds like you guys have gone through that growth, but been very intentional about the growth that you're wanting to see. Right. That's and, awesome. and, and the, the, we just, I just did an analysis for our customers. So the, the top 20% of our customers generate about uh, 60% of the income. And then the mm -hmm. next 20%, and, and that means that they, they pay us between 2000 and $25,000 a year. That's that top 20%. Then the next 20% wow. uh, yeah. takes us up to 80%, and they pay us between $1,000 a year and $2,000 a year. But we have uh, the bottom 40%, uh, we, uh, the average is $189. So that's a lot of people There'll be a, a one-time clean in the cleaning business or a sprinkler startup or a shutdown or, you know, some sort of one-time service. And so what we're going to focus on this year is how do we double that top 20%? It's, it was 225 customers. So if we could double the people that want five, it's worth three quarters of a million dollars to us. So I love that. You're, so you're pumpkin, you're pumpkin planning, right? That, that's, you're, that's, and, it is. and it's like the 80, 20 rule, but you've gotten even better statistics about the 80, 20 rule, but that essentially maps out for your business. And so now that you have that information, you can apply it and set really intentional goals, which we've been encouraging our listeners to do for several months now is 2020 was hard, maybe not necessarily mm -hmm. for the lawn care business, but it was hard for many business owners. And so now's the time to get really intentional about your growth. That's very helpful. That was like very tangible yeah, advice, John. Thank you. That was huge. Um, I'm sure Michelle is going to geek out about all the systems exposure. I just started her down. <laughs> I am. I am. So tell me, John, what CRM do you all work on? You guys are service autopilot? Yes, we're service autopilot. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. The cool part about what I see on your website is it looks like not only do you have all the mowing and sprinkler and landscape, but you have Christmas lights too. Tell me how you're kind of connecting the dots with Christmas lights, because I think a lot of people have moved into that arena and tell me how the technology helps you market to those folks and connect with them uh, to sell them Christmas lights. Sure. Well, um, the reason we do that is uh, we wanted to have a paycheck during the winter. So it's, it's pretty simple. And, and we wanted to keep employees. I mean, it's, it's difficult enough right now when we have a March through November season. So if we have Christmas lights, that probably takes us through January by the time you install the lights and then take them down. And so that was the, and then the last two years, the thing that we've done to supplement uh, the Christmas light business, we've opened a, a retail pop-up uh, Christmas lighting and decoration store, you know, in <laughs> at, on the outside of these malls, you know. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. 
You are genuinely and, a genius, John. And you have so <laughs> many businesses. Like, I love how you just drop that in. Oh, yeah, we have a pop up retail yeah. store that supplements our income in the winter. And so that's a, that's a, uh, October through December. But what it does, or what it has done, is it supplements our Christmas light business. So people that come to the store, they can buy the lights. But then if they want it installed, well, then we have the ability to install it. So we supplement that business. Uh, we then offer uh, Christmas lights uh, to other landscapers. So we have a little bit of a wholesale business where we do that. And then you just have the whole the Christmas light store wow. uh, sales. Like my so how, I know. <laughs> how do you manage... How do you manage the retail and wholesale? Because that's a totally different animal than a service-based business. How are you managing that with technology? Are you using Service Autopilot for that too? Or is there another system that you're using? Uh, no, we're not using that. The, the store um, just has a little bitty, um, uh, a store commission kind of a, a basis. It, you know, okay. Many people have seen these uh, conglomerations of, uh, uh, stores that they have other vendors in the store sure. so we have other vendors in this store and we you know rent out you know spaces you know it might be just a a, a rack that's two feet by two feet or it could mm. be a 10 or it could be a 10 by 10 type of place i but, love uh, it so okay. anyway that, that's that's been you know another and then that that also keeps more people employed that way yeah Absolutely. So you're just down for February, right? And February, you're gearing up for spring. So you're not really even down in February. Well, we have we have some business in February, and that business would be um, in Denver. Uh, we have uh, uh, an insect, which are little spider mites. And if hmm. they get in the yard, particularly on south-facing lawns, well, then they can infest the lawn and uh, and chew up that just like other ones would have chinch bugs maybe people hmm. don't know about chinch bugs but these are little insects that go in and, and um, harvest your <laughs> harvest your yard and so we oh uh, man there, there's a insect you can put an insecticide down that um, does that and then also we ha uh, have very limited this has not been a big money maker but winter watering and so it's a drought in the winter um, hmm. in Colorado. And as a matter of fact, it's the most severe drought in 50 years right now. So we're trying to offer a winter watering service to come, you know, water your trees and shrubs when, wow. when it's too cold to turn the sprinkler system on. And then finally, just a, a yard cleanup. So those are some things, but that's, it, it's not enough to keep a lot of people busy. Just But it feels uh, like you just keep bolting on services, right? Onto your main company. And you're just adding additional things that people can choose from. Tell me other than the CRM, is there one other piece of software or technology that you just cannot live without to keep all these plates spinning? How do you do that? <laughs> well, our, our, <laughs> uh, the, the thing that we, the thing that we do uh, really, there's several things. One is, we do a really good job on SEO, but okay. we don't spend a dime on SEO. And really? So we, okay. Not, right. Or, or I'm sorry. Uh, I have someone managing a website that we have some stuff on SEO, 
But sure. the biggest help for us, and, and, and you look at any of our services in the 12 cities, and we're always going to be on the front page uh, two to three times. And, and that's without spending any uh, pay-per-click or any Google or anything like that. And wow. so, but why is that? Uh, one is we've won all these awards all these years. Second is we do these blog posts and other posts to our website multiple times per week. Third, okay. which has been the big one in the last year, and this is to credit Martha and QDS, is we have you know, 1,500 reviews with 95% satisfaction. And then that's driven, our Google reviews are, are like uh, 98 or something like that. So if you wow. do anything, and so that's Google automatically putting you at the top of SEO when you have that sort of thing. That's beautiful. So, That's good. I love it. I'm but sure Kia. Tay, if you're watching this, Tay, you're just like <laughs> smiling and like chomping at the bit. I see she's going to like call in like, I, I take it back. I'm not busy. This is so good. <laughs> but but we, 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 all... we, we send out a, we have people subscribe to what we call the weekly tip of the week. Hmm. So we send out a weekly uh, tip of the week about lawn care. And that goes out to uh, maybe 16 or 20,000 people. Wow. And uh, so we're always in front of mind with everybody. And when they do need services, well, then they that. can uh, do that. And then that tip of the week then turns into a couple of Facebook posts. It goes to a couple mm -hmm. of Instagram posts. It goes to an infographic. Uh, it goes to a couple of other things that are on our website. And all wow. of that drives traffic. Google's always looking for that. Yeah. And so our website, if you look at, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to show the website, but you're talking yeah. about that. You'll see there are hundreds of posts. There's hundreds of uh, tip of the weeks. There's, and then. And the, are you, the, are you doing those all yourself? Are you generating those in-house or you um, do you have a service that's helping you with that? It's a really great idea, John. And we'll be sure to post the link to your website after we get yeah. off here. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it, it really is a, a, a combination of both. There's an association in Colorado called the Association of Landscape Contractors, and they uh, uh, prepare this little tip of the week. But then uh, they have a service for $100 a month. They'll put your logo and branding on it and send that out oh, wow. for you. Wow. That's nice. It just that's, got epic. That for county. that's a super secret. That for I love that. And, and, and then the, what we do on, <clears throat> on Tuesdays is we send out another Tuesday, and that's uh, something about uh, how to do something like uh, this week is going to be talking about winter watering, about uh, uh, winter cleanup of all the debris in the yard. And uh, and so, so be those two, oh, and then get on the, the list for spring cleanup. So that's going to go wow. out to, and we use service autopilot to do that because we send that out to all the clients and prospects that do not have those services. So it's just a, it's a, it's a telling people how to do this, you know, like it's yeah. more than a thousand education, words. education, yeah. but then yeah. there's a, but then there's saying, uh, you want to get that off your plate on ours, you know, uh, Touch this, do it for me. We have a, a green do it for me button. Um, That's awesome. And, and so. Love it. But that, 
but the net of all that is that's you know content marketing, content marketing, content marketing. But it's repurpose, 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 and it shows up in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And so that's what's driving for us uh, this local Google SEO. And and I will um, this year start doing this uh, uh, the Google My Business uh, where they. Uh, they assure they do a quality assurance. They it's a certified <clears throat> Google My Business one. Google guarantee, yeah, yeah, Google, Google guarantee. guarantee because yeah. then I'll be at the top of the page. I'll always be on the map, and I'll be uh, one or two places below. Wow. And before uh, before Google changed the algorithm, I think three years ago, and I think that this is where I've showed uh, Megan this when we first met. We did this. <laughs> And Best Yard was on the front page eight times. Wow. <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like you, it's like you have to, they ask you answer before it was like, they ask you answer. And I mean, right. I love that this is, this is exactly what Tay loves to talk about, guerrilla marketing about in the end. Yeah. Um, and and it, what Michelle likes to talk about, because you systematize, you're repurposing somebody else doing content, and then you're just like getting it everywhere. Reusing and, it. It's so good. So good. And then we, you know, previously used Infusionsoft, but since Service Autopilot came out with uh, their automations, well, now we've moved everything from Infusionsoft onto uh, Service Autopilot. So we, we, you know, if you take one of our lead capture forms, like um, Six Secrets to a Lush Green Lawn or the Tip of the Week or How to Hire a Landscape Contractor, then you go mm -hmm. through a 10-sequence follow-up to get you to raise your hand. To, you know, for a quote or a consultation. Then if we give you a nice. quote, well, then it's another 10-step automation. These are just, you know, there's a lot of yeah. people that do autoresponder type things. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in, in marketing, we found that, and I, many of the experts will tell you, is that if you don't follow up, the sales aren't made until somewhere between the seventh and the 14th touch. And, That's absolutely and, true. And, and, and it's a big curve that goes way, way down like this that yeah. and so it's that continued follow-up but then not in a salesy way but in a uh, you know a, a content way i love it i love it that's so good and so it seems like you're just leaning way into the crm and letting it do some of this heavy lifting for you in sales marketing and in education most importantly so awesome thank you thank you thank you john i'm yeah. thrilled to have you and i'm going to pass you over to megan or to Martha. <laughs> Martha, uh, sorry. So there's no Tay. We don't know what order it goes in. We're I confused. I have two non-people questions before we move forward. I was curious, do you do snow removal? I mean, you're Denver, Denver yeah. so it makes sense. We do do snow removal and we do it for our existing high-end residential uh, customers that want that. Uh, and so the $25,000 a year customer. Right. Uh, and so, um, the answer is we do, uh, it's not much. I, I think we have two or three trucks that are doing that. It's another way to keep uh, some people employed part-time when the, yeah. you know, when the snows come, cause those aren't, it's not a regular kind of a business. It is, uh, uh it's, it's not, I don't think, it may not even be a, ma a money maker for us or, or so 
So do you publish that? I mean, like, does all of your clientele know that you have to be in a certain tier to be able to get that service? No. Okay. But, but, but we probably, I, I don't know what they're, but we probably tell a lot of people no also. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not your core business. Right. And, no, and equipment wise, it requires extra. Yeah. It's, I would say it's less than 5%. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to ask you is just knowing you, if you watch the part about last week with Matt, when he was talking about they added on, uh, no, I, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, they, the part where they added on the lawnmower repair and that right. you can only get that lawnmower repair like in January and February. Right. And uh, so I, knowing you, I bet your wheels were turning on that one. Well, we want to do that. The other thing about where we are, Best Yard is located on a seven and a half acre piece of property that was old. Hilly uh, horse farm. I and think so, it's my favorite thing about John Dominey. I can't believe you're going to share it with the listeners. You are so <laughs> okay, so, yeah, sorry. So, I just so, set the stage, but this is brilliant. So what uh, we uh, so what I did with the land, um, it took a you know five years to get the zoning change for uh, multiple uh, landscape contractors, but now we're the only piece of property in the whole county that is uh, zoned for multiple landscape contractors. And so we took this real hilly piece of land and we graded it flat like an RV parking lot. And then we put you know, <laughs> asphalt road millings all over the top of it. And now it's like an RV parking lot, but for landscape contractors. And so they- Wow. Okay, keep, can you, can we, I know we're going long, but like, can you just keep going for just a little bit because Anybody can do this, and what we've learned in window cleaning is not enough people are doing this. And John Dominey has the patience and the brilliance to do this. So if you're willing to share, it's not just asphalt. You did two other fundamental things to make this exceptional. Well, the big big one was to get the zoning, because the zoning took uh, a seven-year fight with the county or or the or the town. So, make friends with your city council. Make friends with your county supervisors. Make friends with the planning commission. Yes. But, okay. But the but the, the great thing about this now is when we did this, we had to put these berms all across the property and fencing and landscaping, and so anyone on the outside cannot see on the inside. So the city sees it now because they don't. It's not an eyesore, and so uh -huh. and then there are uh, about six hundred landscape contractors in our county. And this is the only place that is zoned for multiple landscape contractors. So other people, and you know, when they get in violation, well, they, and so now we have 35 landscape contractors that pay him a monthly fee to rent yeah. a space. And John has, he has the riches are the niches. He has niched this down for landscapers to the point where when somebody is looking at a spot, which I'm sure you have a wait list, he can give them the statistics about why this is very efficient for their Company, including tell them about the dumpster, John. I'm sorry, but it's just so <laughs> mind-blowingly awesome. Tell them about the dumpsters. Okay, so so we have a uh, dumpster row where we cut into the ground uh, and then put these concrete bin blocks. Uh, and so this is sort of a zigzag deal, but 
uh, you can pull up at ground level and then the dumpster is four feet below ground level in a, you know, a cutout space. And you can just drag all the trash off the back of your truck rather than pick it up and throw it over a six foot dumpster uh, oh. like that. And, <laughs> and, that, and why is that cool, John? Well, it saved for the my, people who don't have to unload trucks, like for the people it, who don't it, understand. It, well, it, it saved my son about um, probably last year eighty five thousand dollars in labor to be able to do that because it's faster and it's more it's much faster. And you won't have to work for stop injuries throwing right. weight up, so you push it down. Right. How yeah, genius is that? And, and wow. it offers to thirty five landscape companies. And, and, and so we essentially it's passive income. Sorry, there's also that genius right. part. You have well, the cost of property taxes. You right. don't have any utility costs. And your insurance. And otherwise, right. you just had to be patient for five years while making friends with your plan. Seven. Seven. Seven years. Sorry. Wow. Well, hopefully many people could go there. But if you would do this and present, uh, the, the county likes it now because uh, it's not an eyesore. No one can see in or out. Or right. That sort of, and it's by vision, by sound, by dust. All of that is all contained. Now, here's the little extra little secret. If you take those mm -hmm. 35 landscapers and then you uh add up how many people that they employ over a year it's about three <laughs> it's about 380 people and then that makes us the second largest employer in parker colorado after the city <laughs> bigger than that walmart is genius genius and so and he could go on and on about all of the awesomeness of this one of like a dozen brilliant business ideas I've heard from John over the years. But this one, if you own a window cleaning company, a pressure washing company, a paint service, and you're in the front of my office space, look for John. Look wow. More drinks. Don't mind us for multitasking. Uh, we're on vacation. <laughs> um, so look for something that John has built because you don't need a fancy office necessarily. Uh, my husband, after talking to John, went and found a boat storage yard in our local area, and he pays per space, and he built out a four-by-eight tough shed, and it has a fence, and it can't be seen from the street, so it's secure, and it's a very affordable way, or if you want to, like, up, you know, be the extra smart John, make it yourself. <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant. And he did his research. He knows exactly how many lawn care companies there are in his county. So he knows how big the market is. So um, good. So good. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I totally, I totally hijacked, but I like, I no. like so great. So good. Okay. So and it's I'm supposed to ask you about people. So we're going to do a real quick thing. My question for you, John, is so you have absolutely pumpkin planned your clients and you know what you want when you're looking at a prospective client. What about, have you done that for your employees? Like, have you kind of mind melted exactly what is your most successful employee avatar that you're looking for? Uh the most successful would be our, our core really are people that are going to be 18 to 24 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and that, that want to work outside and want to get, be in good shape and uh, that sort of thing. 
we have yeah. some more experienced people that might be into their 30s, but that would be more at a supervisory or, or, or a management role. Or it could be people that, you know, just love gardening as they love to do gardening. So those are, okay. those are uh, who we are. Uh, we have struggled for the last three years on being able to hire enough people to do the work. And so mm -hmm. we're continually trying to um, automate that and uh, to uh, uh, help improve that. I will tell you that the biggest breakthrough that we had is not trying to hire lawn care people or previous yeah. experience people. And we've, we've done these other studies, or I've seen these other studies uh, that uh, somewhere between 30 and 40% of the people that have a job are looking to get another job and they would right. take another job if they found it was better. So when right. you think there was last year, you know, when it's, when it's, oh, it's only 2% unemployment. Well, no, it's not really that. Your market is not that 2%. Your market is the other 30 or 40%. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Then you mm -hmm. just look at the labor department about who, what are the people that make less than what we pay for it. And so it's yeah. going to be a lot of people in the service industry and the warehousing and then uh, even with Amazon saying, well, we'll pay $15 an hour. Well, a lot of times, you know, it's $15 an hour, but you work 20 hours a week and you work nights or weekends. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so. You sound we, like Martha, John. We have 16 avatars that we post on uh, Indeed. And so these 16 avatars, are you tired of working nights and weekends? Are you tired of working hotels? Are you tired of fast food? Are you tired of flipping burgers? Uh, uh, I you wanna, love it. Do you want a, a fresh start outside? Do you want to get in the best shape of your life? And so it's all these other things uh, in addition <laughs> to, you know, you don't want to mow, garden, <clears throat> be a sprinkler, take that sort of thing. Do you sponsor your Indeed ads or just do the, the free? Uh, we have been sponsoring those. And I'm, uh, I'm, and we've been using uh, one service, but I'm, I'm looking to move away from that and to try to find another um, automated service. One, I mean, one of the things we do is we have a little 10 minute video that we send people to. And uh -huh. it, it's, you know, it says we took a survey of the, uh, our employees of why they like working here. It kind of humiliate, or we, it made us humble that they thought, well, here's the line things that they like. And so we list out, here's the top reasons why people like working at Best Yard. Then we go into, uh, here are the, but that didn't, you know, you need to be qualified. And so here are the uh, qualifications. It's listed, you know, nine or 10 questions that many of us, you know, you have a driver's license, can you work in the US? Right. And so right. uh, we found that not all, everyone's going through that as much as we wanted to in the past. So we're gonna break that into a couple of parts and have the sales pitch on the front end and the qualification one a little bit later in the process. Exactly. And, we learned but, that from Martha and Jeff broke up. We, we, she, we took our employees' words and we felt like that was the best ad and then Martha had us break it up. So it's truly like selling any other marketing of right. services. Yeah. We lead with the, with the hook, right? Yep. And then yeah. you, through. Recruiting is a big sales process, just like what we do. Yeah. And then we then we found out that when we go through the process, 
more people were dropping out in the middle of the process. So this year, we're going to have more automated reach outs to them. So well, you've seen you got this where you look like you might be promising. Please go ahead and do the next part of the process. So we're going to have mm -hmm. these prompts. But the one thing I wanted to put about this 10-minute video, whether we do it in one chunk or um, multiple chunks, is that we had 1,850 people go through that last year. Wow. So that's 1,850 wow. times 10 Names. minutes that yep. my son didn't have to go talk about, you know, here's who Best Yard is. That's and, amazing. Wow. Yeah, that, that really is amazing. Good. And you know, I love that you wrapped your head around the fact that so many people still have the mentality of why should I have to do all that? I mean, I'm giving them a job. I'm paying them. I'm, you know, da, da, da. And they don't have the mindset of sure it's a job. Sure it's, um, you know, you're giving them benefits and pay. But here's our photo bomber. <laughs> um, but it's just like any other sales process. It's uh, what's in it for me. And if you do not address that part of the sales process to these potential applicants, then you're never, it, you'd never hook them. So that's right. awesome. I love it. Love it. So all right. It, well, oh, go ahead. It, I was going to say you're going to do homework, but go ahead and uh, here, we're going to lose. We're going to get music here in a second. So yeah. Sorry. Do we want to go to homework real quick? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. John, wrap up your thought and then we'll go around and do homework and then we're done. <laughs> so many good, so many good nuggets. No kidding. Can, can you hear us, John? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, I think we cut you off on your thought. Do you want to finish that up and then we'll close out? Well, I, 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 one of the things we're, I'm going through right now, and uh, I've signed up for both of Martha's level up and uh, <laughs> employees that, and I know okay, I saw right. Megan, but, but we need to still work on, I, I think we still work on our culture and on keeping and retaining people and to uh, not have as much uh, uh, drama and trauma. I, I, I look at my son and it's, uh, we can barely even talk to each other because he's always so busy. And anytime I get a hold of him, well then, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, well, he's been interrupted by an employee calling him and asking him a question. And so this is uh, a lot of what we're trying to do is to figure out how do we, uh, you know, get them to be, you know, responsible and, yes. and, and not have, not have. Here is Martha's success story. That is just like, <laughs> yes. he has not worked a single minute since he's been on that beach and he will not work all week thanks to Martha's level up and culture group class. And that's why she's my BFF. So, that's right. I like I it. Know you I believe in <laughs> And she, this is the woman to get you there. I, I mean, it's really, oh. it's possible. And I think her, her group, this is not a sponsored ad for Martha. She's going to kick me under the table, but her membership program is called the Culture First. And I think she does really this every awesome. time. 
the idea of the culture first, we can really get And, and I, I've, knowing Martha all this time, I've known about all these things. And am I, wait, you're right. Yeah, okay, you're I, still I know, here. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, the big difference is knowing Martha, I've known about all these things or heard about all these things uh, over the years. But there's a, a difference between knowing about it and doing it. So, yeah. you know, it's it's okay. I know that, but I'm not doing it. So that's the big step. Yeah. 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 Well, it's hard. I mean, I get it. It's hard because you're doing the day to day, and it's hard to stop and say, oh, "I got to rework this." When you're getting by and making the revenue. But if you had to evaluate your company based on something different than revenue, if you had to evaluate your company based on kind of self-sufficiency and, <laughs> and no drama, then you would wrap your head around why you have to invest the time. So anyway, all right, let's wrap up with homework. Yeah. And I guess so we don't have marketing homework necessarily. Um, so I'm going to skip it while I think about all the amazing marketing bombs you just dropped. Um, but for finance homework, I would like you to think about if uh, if you were interested in selling your company, how much would it be worth? And I'm I would like to think about the, oh, I know there's music, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you were interested in selling your company today, how much would it be worth? That's my homework for this week. And uh, the second part of that is if somebody approached you out of our out of the blue or at a golf course or wherever and offered you a check how much would it take for you to say yes that's my homework it's just a thought exercise and a reminder if you're joining us for the first week this week we're going to give you four homework assignments maybe only three this week we're not sure because pay's gone but we're going to give you four you only have to do one and if you do one every single week you will move your business forward you will take it to the next level so your finance option this week is i would like you to just fantasize about the idea of selling your baby how much is it worth and how much would it take to get you out? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And your systems homework, a lot of people don't think of creativity as systems, but it is a creative process. Think creatively about how you can reach out to somebody who you may think is a competitor. I know we talked about this last week with uh, Mr. Green, Matt Green, but think creatively about how you can offer something to even somebody that might be seen as a competitor Either it's Christmas lights or the parking or the dumpsters. Think of something creative that you can add to your company's business that can help serve the community at large. So get creative and reach out and see how you can work with somebody else in your community. I think that would be a great systems platform for people to kind of see their business in a different way. And I love, John, how you've done that. It's really cool. So that's your homework. <laughs> get creative. Okay, people homework. I want you, I'm going to piggyback off of what Megan said, and I want you to evaluate your company on your culture. I want you to think about if you were to sell your business and you're selling your business based on revenue, yes, but would you be able to partially like drive your price up based on how self-sufficient and self-running your business is with your employees. So, you know, for instance, I don't ever have to be there, 
My office manager never has to be there. And yet the employees show up virtually every day. We have, we have call-offs for sure, but you know what I'm saying? I do not have to watch them and have you know a thumb on them. And there is a level of peace about that. So think about that valuation. And, and I thought of some marketing homework. Can I be Tay for a second? Sure. And, and John, we're gonna give you a choice. You can give homework after this or you can just let it rest. Our, our speakers probably go half and half, so no pressure. But for marketing, I would like you to think about the content that you've already generated for your business. I would like you to figure out a way to index it. And I think I'm a big fan, thanks to Michelle, of um, finding VAs to help me do these kind of tasks. But you can index the content that already exists and start repurposing it. I would also encourage you to explore if in your industry there's a system like what John's done. I just done it for accounting. It's $69 a month. They give me a weekly tax tip every week. I can repurpose that content on my Facebook, on my Instagram, to my tax clients. Um, I'm sure there exists something like that in your industry. Um, so that is my homework. Like think about generating content intentionally and regularly and either spend some money to have somebody do it for you or look at what you already have on your website, on your videos, on your email replies and try and repurpose that content so that you can start intentionally getting in front of your customers and like John, a list of prospect customers. So you're top of mind when they do have a problem, you're the person they go to call. Um, yep. So, John, would you like to share any homework with our listeners this week? Or you... Well, uh, the, the, I'll just share the homework that uh, that we are doing. Uh, although we've had okay. service autopilot, uh, we've not done a good job of what they call the closeout day screen. And so the closeout day screen is where we have all these job tickets that came in, you know, through the mobile devices and people who clocked on and off jobs. Well, then sometimes people don't clock off a job or don't clock in or whatever it might be. And so you need to go in and, and reconcile that at the end of the day. We've not done a good job of that. And so as a result of that, well, then we don't have accurate job costing on every job. And if we go back and do that and then watch on that on a week-to-week -week basis and make changes immediately, we can probably, uh, you can get an enormous amount. Uh, oh my gosh, I uh, love that it. homework, John. I and, love it. Like labor and, and, efficiency and, 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 is like that's our homework for this year too. Jeff McConaughey's been helping us. This idea of getting that productivity rate up and your efficiency up. I mean, that is so many dollars in your pocket that are just being wasted by not Right. Yeah. And, and, and so we're we're going to do that. I think just doing that, we I think we can um, increase our profit at least 50% on that. Just just that one thing. I can't wait yeah. to hear about it. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's taking labor efficiency from, uh, you know, billing out 65 to 70% of the time to uh, taking it up to 85 or 90% of the time. Yep. Of, we're at 65 of, of, and our goal is to be at 75 by the end of the year. Right. And if you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. Uh, we will, we will talk more about it. Um, labor efficiency is the amount of uh, productive, productive hours versus non-productive hours. So, when they're actually on the job site making you money versus when they're setting up, taking down, driving between jobs, unloading a dumpster, loading into a dumpster. All of that is part of labor. Thank you, John, so much for being here. Yeah, this was great. I, yeah. I hope everybody heard him and just wow, and heard all that. So uh, many good things. Always me. a pleasure, John. Seriously. It was fun yeah. to be sitting next to Megan and going, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Michelle, I wish you were here, John. I wish you were here.
Um, yeah, I know. We did. Yeah. But we would have all been together. Next year, next year. Next year, next year. Yeah, next we'll year. see you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Bye, everybody. Go fight. We'll be back next Bye. Sounds good. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business. Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Makes me wiser. Wow, look who's there. Yay! I think we actually made it. Woohoo! Woohoo! Live from Mexico. <laughs> Live from Mexico. <laughs> Um, so are we going to do welcome to Fight Club? Uh, here, I'll do it, Michelle. Okay, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we, are, we are a team of uh, four industry experts helping you fight for your business. And um, we are here every Tuesday live at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, typically there are four of us chiming in from all over the United States, plus a very awesome guest most weeks. I'm really excited about this week's guest. Um, Tay, unfortunately, could not be with us today. She had something come up. And Martha and I, not unfortunately, quite fortunately, are with you from uh, <laughs> Cancun, Mexico today. Uh, we're looking at quite the beautiful oh. non-fake Zoom backdrop. I don't know if you can see that, but there are palm trees oh, and palapas. Amazing. And a beautiful beach. <laughs> amazing. So, um, uh, I guess I'll start by introducing myself. My name is Megan Likes. I am the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small businesses to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own an accounting company where you can outsource your accounting needs to my firm. And I'm the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters with my husband, Jeff, in Northern California. And this week on Fight Club, I'm so excited to have John Domini with us. John, you are probably one of the most impressive people I've ever met at a conference to date. I am a huge fangirl, as are, I know, the rest of the Fight Club, <laughs> and we're really happy to have you. Can you please just share... A quick 30 seconds to one minute about who you are and what you're about. Well, uh, I guess my background is uh, I worked for 25 years with IBM and then uh, 15 years with BMC Software, which were ex-IBM people that started that company. And I uh, started that, went with that company, you know, two, $237 million. And when I left 15 years later, it was $2.37 billion. And then I, wow. I, during that time, well, I, I ran uh, Europe uh, based in Paris, uh, then Asia based in Tokyo, and then Latin America based in uh, Buenos Aires. So we've had the good fortune uh, um, to 104 countries. Uh, I retired in 2009 and then was sort of the financier for my son to buy a company called bestyard.com uh, in a suburb of Denver, and uh, we've grown that from 400 clients to 2,400 clients, and 
uh, it's been a lot of fun. I thought I knew a lot about sales and marketing, and I found out that I didn't know anything about small business <laughs> sales and marketing. And although I have this, you know, MBAs and finance, and all, I've been to all these Harvard schools and Wharton schools and all this, the best that corporate can do. Uh, what I've uh, earned in the last uh, uh, 11 years is I've gotten a PhD in humility. So (laughs) I love that, John. And John, Uh, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Houston, Texas. We're were without power Monday through uh, Thursday evening, and we got water back just yesterday. So uh, it's been um, so we've gotten an appreciation on how northern more uh, states (laughs) can handle severe weather we do really good on 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 hurricanes and tornadoes and uh uh, floods and that sort of thing but uh, snow not so good oh wow i'm so glad you're able to make it yeah anyway well we're we're doing fine (laughs) good and And i'm I'm michelle go ahead go ahead have john share his shirt that he's uh in kansas spirit Yes. Well, I wanted to show <laughs> in, in honor. I was wanted to be there, but I was not able to, but I do that. And then I even have my khaki shorts on. Oh, wow. Uh, so for, for, uh, we had a number of conferences in, in Cancun and we would uh, always have these specialized t-shirts or, or, or shirts made up uh, when I was with me and we would get that and then we would, when we were in Cancun, we were uh, calling it tacky and khaki. So oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. So good. That's perfect. Okay, Michelle, yeah. Welcome, John. I'm so excited you're here. I want to hear all your good lessons. I cannot wait to talk to you. Um, my name's Michelle Myers. I am the co-owner of Pink Collars, and we do remote admin services for your company. So we sit in the customer service seat for your business if that's something you need outsourced. And I am so actually super excited that you're here to talk about families working together um, and talk about your business. So welcome to Fight Club, John. Thank you. John has always been a very big supporter of QDS and the conferences. And so I'm sad you're not here with us as well. Um, It's our friendiversary. Happy friendiversary, John. I met you two years ago at the QDS conference in San Diego. Michelle too, it's our friendiversary. It is. I love it. (laughs) So anyway, um, I'm Martha Woodward and I am the co-founder of Quality Driven Software. I run an online membership called Culture First, which is John is part of. And and then I uh, also own a maid service in a neighboring state. So anyway, welcome to Fight Club. Okay, so uh, I'm confused because usually we start with marketing, and um, do, and I feel like I'd literally be a fish out of the water if I tried to be Tay. Um, <laughs> but maybe I can. I've been kind of merging sales, finance, marketing. Tay and I have been on the same wavelength for two or three weeks. So I think what I'm going to ask you, John, is about the growing pains of growing a business from 400 recurring clients to 2,400 recurring clients. Um, I wanted, I wanted you to help talk us through a little bit, like 
they're ha- they talk about the stages of business. Can you help articulate the stages that you've experienced with you and your son's business um, going through that kind of growth in that short period of time? Well, um, gee, I'm not sure how to, I mean, it's been 11 years. So, but, uh, so you've gone from 400 to 2,400 in 11 years. That's, and, that's warp and, speed. And what we've done is, uh, you know, when I was with corporate America, we were doing mergers and acquisitions. Well, those were Wall Street mergers and acquisitions. Well, what we've done over these last years, we've sort of done some Main Street Parker Cotta mergers and acquisitions. So it's, you know, so we have purchased a gardening company and other lawn care companies, uh, you know, that as they uh, want to get out of the business or, or quit or whatever it might be, well, then, you know, we try to um, acquire their customers. And, and so that's so a part of how we've done that. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think there's this growing movement about people building up field service businesses and being interested in selling them. And then they're often surprised that it's not worth what they think it's worth because it's their baby. So tell us a little bit about what you look for when you're looking to acquire a service business. Um, what are some of your favorite things and what are some of the things that maybe our listeners should be watching for as pitfalls? Well, I, I think what we've found the best time to acquire a company like that probably will be mid year. Okay. And uh, I mean, we're in a seasonal business because we're really in a March through November business in the seasonal lawn care business. And so if you acquire a company, say the end of June, it's already going and the customers are already there and already started up and you just kind of acquire them and you continue on as nothing has changed. But then we've acquired people, you know, in November and then, uh, uh, when we tried to uh, restart in uh, March, well, then a, a number of them would change companies. So that would be another big, that would be the one big thing we would say is to try to do That's this a- when, when the, the people are already there, have the services started, and this, uh, you know, uh, be seamless in that way. So that was. Do, do you mind sharing? And I don't want an exact number and I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but. Um, would you mind sharing how you factor a purchase price for lawn care? Give me a range. Like, so in window cleaning, we say it's anywhere from three to six months gross typically is what you're going to be paying. Um, what do you, in, in financial planning, that's the other one I know it's usually between like 1.5 years gross to three years gross. Can you kind of give us a range of what you're seeing in lawn care markets these days? We and is it to, on gross or net? <laughs> we uh, we typically will try to do something that is in the neighborhood of sixty to sixty five percent of the annual First, revenue. And, okay, so six ish months of gross revenue. Right. Perfect. Perfect. And what what um what are your favorite types of businesses? Like, are they are they turnkey or are they kind of poorly managed and you're going to come in and put in your own systems? What are you? Um... Well, we, we have our own systems and okay. what, uh, I mean, we're in uh, many, like many of the maid service companies may were even smaller. We focused on just 12 zip codes. And so these are in the Southeast uh, 
outlying communities just outside of Denver. It's just on the other side of the loop outside of Denver. So it's Denver, the loop, and then these communities are on the outside. So there's not big geography separating it, but it's just these suburb communities. And these are typically the uh, bedroom communities. Uh, and there's a lot of you know high tech type of thing. As a matter of fact, these zip codes will all be in the top 10% in the United States. And, and so uh, we're fortunate to be in the market we're in and, uh, you know, the houses are going to be, you know, over half a million dollars and uh, the household incomes will be, you know, generally over a hundred thousand dollars and higher. And we're, uh, we chose to be in the full service lawn and garden maintenance. That means we do the mowing, we do the fertilization, the weed control, we do all the sprinklers, we do all the, gardening and flowers and mulch and bush trimming. So we, our ideal customer is having someone that wants us to do everything for them. And so I love that you are, Tay would be like smiling from yeah. here to here. <laughs> you have it dialed in who your ideal customer avatar is, and you've got it very localized, very well targeted, which from the finance standpoint means that your jobs are more profitable. Your routes are tighter. You're not losing money on windshield time. Um, it sounds like you guys have gone through that growth, but been very intentional about the growth that you're wanting to see. Right. And, awesome. and, and the, the, we just, I just did an analysis for our customers. So the, the top 20% of our customers generate about uh, 60% of the income. And then the mm. next 20%, and, and that means that they, they pay us between 2000 and $25,000 a year. That's that top 20%. Then the next 20% wow. uh, t yeah. takes us up to 80%, and they pay us between $1,000 a year and $2,000 a year. But we have uh, the bottom 40%. Uh, we, uh, the average is $189. So that's a lot of people there'll be a, a one-time clean in the cleaning business or a sprinkler startup or a shutdown or, you know, some sort of one-time service. And so what we're going to focus on this year is how do we double that top 20%? It's, it was 225 customers. So if we can double the people that want five, it's worth three quarters of a million dollars to us. So I love that. Your, so your pumpkin, your pumpkin planning, right? That, that's, your, that's and, it is. and it's like the 80, 20 rule, but you've gotten even better statistics about the 80, 20 rule, but that essentially maps out for your business. And so now that you have that information, you can apply it and set really intentional goals, which we've been encouraging our listeners to do for several months now is 2020 was hard, maybe not necessarily mm -hmm. for the lawn care business, but it was hard for many business owners. And so now's the time to get really intentional about your growth. That's very helpful. That was like very tangible advice, yeah, John. Nice. Thank you. That was huge. Um, I'm sure Michelle is going to geek out about all the systems exposure. I just started her down. <laughs> I am. I am. So tell me, John, what CRM do you all work on? You guys are service autopilot? Yes, we're service autopilot. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. The cool part about what I see on your website is it looks like not only do you have all the mowing and sprinkler and landscape, but you have Christmas lights too. Tell me how you're kind of connecting the dots 
with Christmas lights, because I think a lot of people have moved into that arena. And tell me how the technology helps you market to those folks and connect with them uh, to sell them Christmas lights. Sure. Well, um, the reason we do that is uh, we wanted to have a paycheck during the winter. So it's, it's pretty simple. And, and we wanted to keep employees. I mean, it's, it's difficult enough right now when we have a March through November season. So if we have Christmas lights, that probably takes us through January by the time you install the lights and then take them down. And so that was the, and then the last two years, the thing that we've done to supplement uh, the Christmas light business, we've opened a, a retail pop-up uh, Christmas lighting and decoration store, you know, in <laughs> on the outside of these malls, you know. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. You are genuinely and, a genius, John. And you have so <laughs> many businesses. Like, I love how you just drop that in. Oh, yeah, we have a pop-up retail yeah. store that supplements our income in the winter. And, 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 and <laughs> so that's a, that's a uh, October through December. But what it does or what it has done is it supplements our Christmas light business. So people that come to the store, they can buy the lights. But then if they want it installed, well, then we have the ability to install it so we supplement that business uh, we then offer uh, christmas lights uh, to other landscapers so we have a little bit of a wholesale business where we do that and then you just have the whole the christmas light store uh, wow. sales like my mind so how i know <laughs> How do you manage the retail and wholesale? Because that's a totally different animal than a service-based business. How are you managing that with technology? Are you using Service Autopilot for that too? Or is there another system that you're using? Uh, no, we're not using that. The, the store um, just has a little bitty um, uh, a store commission kind of a, a basis. It, you know, okay. Many people have seen these uh, conglomerations of uh, uh, stores that they have other vendors in the store. Sure. So we have other vendors in this store and we, you know, rent out, you know, spaces, you know, it might be just a, a, a rack that's two feet by two feet, or it mm. could be a 10 or it could be a 10 by 10 type of place. I but, love uh, it. So, so anyway, cool. that, that's, that's been, you know, another, and then that, that also keeps more people employed that way. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're just down for February, right? And February, you're gearing up for spring. So you're not really even down in February. Well, we have we have some business in February, and that business would be um, in Denver. Uh, we have uh, uh, an insect, which are little spider mites. And if hmm. they get in the yard, particularly on south-facing lawns, well, then they can infest the lawn and uh, and chew up that just like other ones would have chinch bugs maybe people hmm. don't know about chinch bugs but these are little insects that go in and, and um, harvester <laughs> harvest the yard and so we oh uh, man there, there's a insect you can put an insecticide down that um, does that and then also we ha uh, have very limited this has not been a big money maker but winter watering and so it's a drought in the winter um, in Colorado. And as a matter of fact, it's the most severe drought in 50 years right now. So we're trying to offer a winter watering service to come, you know, water your trees and shrubs 
when wow. when it's too cold to turn the sprinkler system on, and then finally just a, a yard cleanup. So those are some things, but that's it, it's not enough to keep a lot of people busy. Just but it uh, feels you, like. You just keep bolting on services, right, onto your main company, and you're just adding additional things that people can choose from. Tell me, other than the CRM, is there one other piece of software or technology that you just cannot live without to keep all these plates spinning? How do you do that? <laughs> well, our, our, <laughs> uh, the thing that we the thing that we do uh, really there's several things. One is we do a really good job on SEO, but okay. we don't spend a dime on SEO. And really? So we, okay. Not, right. Or, or, I'm sorry. Uh, I have someone managing a website that we have some stuff on SEO. But sure. the biggest help for us, and, and, and you look at any of our services in the 12 cities, and we're always going to be on the front page uh, two to three times. And, and that's without spending any uh, pay per click or any Google or anything like that, and wow. so. But why is that? Uh, one is we've won all these awards all these years. Second is we do these blog posts and other posts to our website multiple times per week. Really? Third, okay. which has been the big one in the last year, and this is to credit Martha and QDS, is we have you know, fifteen hundred reviews with ninety five percent satisfaction and then that's driven our google reviews are, are like uh, 98 or something like that so if you wow. do anything and so that's google automatically putting you at the top of seo when you have that sort of thing that's beautiful so, that's good i love it i'm but sure yeah. tay if you're watching this tay you're just like <laughs> smiling and like chomping at the bit i see she's gonna like call in like i i take it back i'm not busy this is so good <laughs> but, but well, we, we, all... we, we we send out a we have people subscribe to what we call the weekly tip of the week hmm. so we send out a weekly uh tip of the week about lawn care and that goes out to uh, maybe 16 or twenty thousand people Wow. And uh, so we're always in front of mind with everybody. And when they do need services, well, then they that. can uh, do that. And then that tip of the week then turns into a couple of Facebook posts. It goes to a couple mm -hmm. of Instagram posts. It goes to an infographic. Uh, it goes to a couple other things that are on our website. And all wow. of that drives Google's always looking for that. Yeah, and so our website. If you look at, and you know, I'm not going to show the website, but you're talking yeah. about that. You'll see there are hundreds of posts. There's hundreds of uh, tip of the weeks. There's and then. And the, are you the, are you doing those all yourself? Are you generating those in house, or you um, do you have a service that's helping you with that? It's a really great idea, John. And we'll be sure to post the link to your website after we get yeah. off here. Yeah. Well, <clears> it, it really is a. a a combination of both. There's an association in Colorado called the Association of Landscape Contractors, and they uh, uh, prepare this little tip of the week. But then uh, they have a service for $100 a month. They'll put your logo and branding on it and send that out oh, wow. for you. Wow. That's nice. 
And then the, what we do on, <clears throat> on Tuesdays is we send out another Tuesday and that's uh, something about uh, how to do something like uh, this week is going to be talking about winter watering, about uh, uh, winter cleanup of all the debris in the yard and uh, and so, so be those two. Oh, and then get on the, the list for spring cleanup. So that's going to go wow. out to, and we use service autopilot to do that because we send that out to all the clients and prospects that do not have those services. So it's just a, it's a, it's a telling people how to do this, you know, like it's yeah. more than a thousand education, words. education, yeah. but then yeah. there's a, but then there's saying, uh, you want to get that off your plate and onto ours, you know, uh, Touch this, do it for him. We have a, a green do it for me button. Um, That's awesome. And so, love it. But that, but the net of all of that is that's, you know, content marketing, content marketing, content marketing, but it's repurpose, 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 and it shows up in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And so that's what's driving for us uh, this local Google SEO. And, and I will uh, this year start doing this, uh, uh, the Google My Business, uh, where they, uh, they assure, they do a quality assurance. They, it's a certified <clears throat> Google My Business. Yeah. One. Google guarantee, yeah. Yeah, Google, Google yeah. guarantee, because yeah. then I'll be at the top of the page, I'll always be on the map, and I'll be uh, one or two places below. Wow. And before uh, before Google changed the algorithm, I think three years ago, and I think that this is where I've showed uh, Megan this when we first met. We did this, and Best Yard was on the front page eight times. Wow! <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like you. It's like you have to. They ask you answer before it was like they ask you answer, and I mean. I love that this is this is exactly what Tay loves to talk about, guerrilla marketing without any ads yeah. um, and, and what Michelle likes to talk about because you systematize, you're repurposing somebody else doing content and then you're just like getting it everywhere. Reusing and, it. It's so good. so good. And then so we, good. you know, previously used Infusionsoft, but since Service Autopilot came out with uh, their automations, well, now we've moved everything from Infusionsoft onto uh, service autopilot so we we you know if you take one of our lead capture forms like um, six secrets to a lush green lawn or the tip of the week or how to hire a landscape contractor then you mm -hmm. go through a, a 10 sequence follow-up to get you to raise your hand to, you know for a quote or a consultation then if we give you a nice. quote well then it's another 10-step automation these are just you know there's a lot of people that do autoresponder type things mm -hmm. um, but uh in, in marketing, we found that, and many of the experts will tell you, is that if you don't follow up, the sales aren't made until somewhere between the seventh and the 14th touch. And, That's absolutely and, true. And, and, and it's a big curve that goes way, way down like this, that. Yeah. And so it's that continued follow up, but then not in a salesy way, but in a, um, you know, a, a, a content way. 
I love it. I love it. That's so good. And so it seems like you're just leaning way into the CRM and letting it do some of this heavy lifting for you in sales, marketing, and in education, most importantly. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. I'm thrilled to have you and I'm going to pass you over to Megan or to Martha. (laughs) Martha, sorry. So (laughs) there's no Tay. We don't know what order it goes in. We're confused. I have two non-people questions before we move forward. I'm curious, do you do snow removal? I mean, you're getting so it makes sense. Uh, we, 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 we do do snow removal and we do it for our existing high-end residential uh, customers that want that. Uh, and so the $25,000 a year customers. Right. Uh, and so um, the answer is we do. Uh, it's not much. I, I think we have two or three trucks that are doing that. It's another way to keep uh, some people employed part time when the yeah. you know when the snows come because those aren't it's not a regular kind of a business. It is uh, it, it's it's not. I don't think it may not even be a, ma- a money maker for us. Or, or so do you publish that? I mean, like, does all of your clientele know that you have to be in a certain tier to be able to get that service? No. Okay. But 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 we probably I, I don't know what they're but we probably tell a lot of people no also. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not your core business, right? And, no, and equipment wise, it requires extra. Yeah, it's. I would say it's less than five percent. Okay. Yeah. Um. And the other thing I was going to ask you is, just knowing you. If you watch the part about last week with Matt, when he was talking about they added on, uh, no, I, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, if they, the part where they added on the lawnmower repair and that right. you can only get that lawnmower repair like in January and February. Right. And uh, so I, knowing you, I bet your wheels were turning on that one. Well, we want to do that. The other thing about where we are, Best Yard is located on a seven and a half acre piece of property that was old hilly uh, horse farm. I and think so, it's my favorite thing about John Dominey. I can't believe they're going to share it with the listeners. You are so <laughs> genius. Okay, so, so, sorry. So, I just so, set the stage, but this is brilliant. So what uh, we uh, so what I did with the land, um, it took a you know five years to get the zoning changed for. Uh, multiple uh, landscape contractors, but now we're the only piece of property in the whole county that is uh, zoned for multiple landscape contractors. And so we took this real hilly piece of land and we graded it flat like an RV parking lot. And then we put, you know, (laughs) asphalt road millings all over the top of it. And now it's like an RV parking lot, but for landscape contractors. And so they. Wow. Okay. Keep. Can you? Can we? I know we're going long, but like, can you just keep going for just a little bit? Because anybody can do this. And what we've learned in window cleaning is not enough people are doing this. And John Dominey has the patience and the brilliance to do this. So if you're willing to share, it's not just asphalt. You did two other fundamental things to make this exceptional. Three. Or the the big big one was to get the zoning. Because the zoning took uh, a seven-year fight with the county 
or or the or the town. So, make friends with your city council. Make friends with your county of supervisors. Make friends with the planning commission. Yes. But, okay. But the but the, the great thing about this now is when we did this, we had to put these berms all across the property and fencing and landscaping. And so anyone on the outside cannot see on the inside. So the city sees it now because they don't, it's not an eyesore. And so, uh -huh. and then there are uh, about 600 landscape contractors in our county. And this is the only place that is zoned for multiple landscape contractors. So other people, and you know, when they get in violation of it, and so now we have 35 landscape contractors that pay him a monthly fee to rent yeah. a space. And John has, he has the riches are in the niches. He has niched this down for landscapers to the point where when somebody is looking at a spot, which I'm sure you have a wait list, he can give them the statistics about why this is very efficient for their company, including tell them about the dumpsters, John. I'm sorry, but it's just so <laughs> mind blowingly awesome. Tell them about the dumpsters. Okay, so, so we have a uh, dumpster row where we cut into the ground uh, and then put these concrete bin blocks. Uh, and so this is sort of a zigzag deal, but uh, you can pull up at ground level and then the dumpster is four feet below ground level in a, you know, a cutout space. And you can just drag all the trash off the back of your truck rather than pick it up and throw it over a six-foot dumpster uh, like that. And, and, that, and why is that cool, John? Well, it saved For the my, people who don't have to unload trucks? Like, for the people it, who don't it, understand? It, well, it, it saved my son about, um, probably last year, $85,000 in labor to be able to do that. Because it's faster, and it's more it's much faster. and you won't have yeah. work for stop injuries, throwing right. Right. weight. So you push it down. Right. How yeah, genius you, is that? And, and wow. the office is 35 landscape companies. And, so, and, and so we, essentially, it's passive income. Sorry, there's also that right. genius part. You have well, the cost of property taxes. You right. don't have any utility costs. And you have no. insurance. And otherwise, right. you just have to be patient for five years while making friends with your plan. Seven. Seven. Seven years. Sorry. Wow. Well, ho hopefully, many people could go there. But if you would do this and present... Uh, the, the county likes it now because uh, it's not an eyesore. No one can see in or out. Or right. that sort of, and it's by vision, by sound, by dust. All of that is all contained. Now, here's the little extra little secret. If you take those mm -hmm. 35 landscapers and then you uh, add up how many people that they employ over a year, it's about, <laughs> three, it's about 380 people. And then that makes us the second largest employer in Parker, Colorado, after the city. <laughs> Bigger than that Walmart. Is genius. Genius. And he could go on and on about all of the awesomeness of this one of like a dozen brilliant business ideas I've heard from John over the years. But this one, if you own a window cleaning company, a pressure washing company, a main service, and you're from my office space, look for a John. Look, wow. Ordering more drinks. Don't mind us. We're multitasking. Uh, we're on vacation. <laughs> um, so look for something that John has built because you don't need a fancy office necessarily. Uh, my husband, after talking to John, went and found a boat storage yard in our local area and he pays per space and he built out a four by eight tough shed and it has a fence and it can't be seen from the street. So it's secure. 
and it's a very affordable way or if you want to like up, you know be the extra smart john make it yourself <laughs> that is that is brilliant and he did his research he knows exactly how many lawn care companies there are in his county so he knows how big the market is so um, good so good <laughs> well, i'm sorry i totally i totally hijacked but i like i know so so okay so and it's i'm supposed to ask you about people so we're going to do a real quick thing my question for you john is so you have absolutely pumpkin planned your clients and you know what you want when you're looking at a prospective client. What about, have you done that for your employees? Like, have you kind of mind melted exactly what is your most successful employee avatar that you're looking for? Uh the most successful would be our, our core really are people that are going to be 18 to 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that, that want to work outside and want to get, be in good shape and uh, that sort of thing. We have yeah. some more experienced people that might be into their thirties, but that would be more at a supervisory or, or, or a management role, or it could be people that, you know, just love gardening as they love to do gardening. So those are okay. those are uh, who we are. Uh, we have struggled for the last three years on being able to hire enough people to do the work, and so mm-hmm. we're continually trying to um, automate that and to, to uh, uh, help improve that. I will tell you that the biggest breakthrough that we had is not trying to hire lawn care people or previous yeah. experience people. And we've, we've done these other studies, or I've seen these other studies uh, that uh, somewhere between 30 and 40% of the people that have a job are looking to get another job. And they would right. take another job if they found it was better. So when right. you think there was last year, you know, when it's, when it's oh, it's only 2% unemployment. Well, no, it's not really that. Your market is not that two percent. Your market is the other thirty or forty percent. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Then you mm-hmm. just look at the labor department about who, what are the people that make less than what we pay for it, and so it's yeah. going to be a lot of people in the service industry and the warehousing, and then uh, even with Amazon saying, "Well, we we'll pay fifteen dollars an hour." Well, a lot of times, you know, it's fifteen dollars an hour, but you work twenty hours a week and you work nights or weekends. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and so you sound we, like Martha, John. We have 16 avatars that we post on uh, Indeed. And so these 16 avatars, are you tired of working nights and weekends? Are you tired of working hotels? Uh, are you tired of fast food? Are you tired of flipping burgers? Uh, uh, do you I wanna, love it. Do you want a, uh, a fresh start outside? Do you want to get in the best shape of your life? And so it's all these other things. Uh, in addition to, you know, you don't want to mow, garden, be a sprinkler, take that sort of thing. Do you sponsor your Indeed ads or just do the, the free? Uh, we have been sponsoring those and I'm, uh, I'm and we've been using uh, one service, but I'm, I'm looking to move away from that and to try to find another 
uh, automated service. One, I mean, one of the things we do is we have a little 10 minute video that we send people to. And uh-huh. it, it's, you know, it says we took a survey of the, uh, our employees and why they like working here. It kind of humiliated, we, it made us humble that they thought, well, here's the line things that they like. And so we list out, here's the top reasons why people like working at Best Yard. Then we go into, uh, here are the, but that didn't, you know, you need to be qualified. And so here are the uh, qualifications. So it's the, you know, nine or 10 questions that many of us, you know, you have a driver's license. Can you work in the U.S.? Right. And so right. uh, we found that not all, everyone's going through that as much as we wanted to or in the past. So we're going to break that into a couple of parts and have the sales pitch on the front end and the qualification one a little bit later in the process. Exactly. And, we learned but, that from Martha and Jeff broke up. We, she, we took our employees' words and we felt like that was the best ad and then Martha had us break it up. So it's truly like selling any other marketing and right. services. Yeah. We lead with the, with the hook, right? Yep. And then yeah. you filter them through. Re- re- recruiting is a big sales process just like what we do. Yeah. And then we, then we found out that when we go through the process, more people were dropping out in the middle of the process so this year, we're going to have more automated reach outs to them. So, well, you've seen you got this far. You look like you might be promising. Please go ahead and do the next part of the process. So we're going to have mm-hmm. these prompts. But the one thing I wanted to put about this 10-minute video, whether we do it in one chunk or um, multiple chunks, is that we had 1,850 people go through that last year. So that's that's 1,850 times 10 minutes that my son didn't have to go talk about, you know, here's who Best Yard is. That's amazing. I love it so much. Ah, That that really is amazing. (laughs) And, you know, I love that you wrapped your head around the fact that so many people still have the mentality of, why should I have to do all that? I mean, I'm giving them a job. I'm paying them. I'm, you know, da, da, da. And they don't have the mindset of sure. It's a job. Sure. It's, um, you know, you're getting them benefits and pay, but here's our photo bomber. (laughs) 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 Um, But it's just like any other sales process. It's uh, what's in it for me. And if you do not address that part of the sales process to these potential applicants, then you're never, it, you'd never hook them. So that's right. awesome. I love it. Love it. So, all it, right. Well, oh, go ahead. It, I was going to say, you're going to do homework, but go ahead and uh, share it. We're going to lose, we're going to get music here in a second. So yeah. Do you want to get a homework real quick? Yeah. Yeah. John, wrap up your thought and then we'll go around and do homework and then we're done. So many good nuggets. No kidding. Can can you hear us, John? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, I think we cut you off on your thought. Do you want to finish that up and then we'll close out? Well, I, I, I... One of the things I'm going through right now, and uh, I've uh, signed up for both of Martha's Level Up and uh, (laughs) employees that 
and I know oh, I saw right. Megan, but, but we need to still work on, I think we still work on our culture and on keeping and retaining people and to uh, not have as much uh, uh, drama and trauma. Yeah. I, I, I look at my son and it's, uh, we can barely even talk to each other because he's always so busy. And anytime I get a hold of him, well then, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, well, he's been interrupted by an employee calling him and asking him a question. And so this is a, a lot of what we're trying to do is to figure out how do we, uh, you know, get them to be, you know, responsible. And, yes. And, and not him. Not him. Here is Martha's success story. That is just like. <laughs> yes. He has not worked a single minute since he's been on that beach, and he will not work all week thanks to Martha's level up and culture first class. That's why she's my BFF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, like I know it. you do. I believe in it. And she, this is the woman to get you there. I, I mean, it's really, oh. it's possible. And I think her, her group, this is not a sponsored ad for Martha, and she's going to kick me under the table, but her membership program is called Culture First. And I think she does really this every time. Uh, the idea if we can put but, Culture First, we can really get and and I, I've knowing Martha all this time. I've known about all these things. And am I? Wait, here. Right. Yeah, okay, you're I, still I here. Yeah, I, 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 I've, the big difference is knowing Martha. I've known about all these things or heard about all these things uh, over the years. But there's a, a difference between knowing about it and doing it. So yeah, you know, it's it's. Okay, I know that, but I'm not doing it. So that's the big step. Yeah. 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 Well, it's hard. I mean, I get it. It's hard because you're doing the day to day and it's hard to stop and say, oh, I got to rework this when you're getting by and making the revenue. But if you had to evaluate your company, based on something different than revenue, if you had to evaluate your company based on kind of self-sufficiency and, <laughs> and no drama, then you would wrap your head around why you have to invest the time. So anyway, all right, let's wrap up with homework. Yeah. And I guess, so we don't have marketing homework necessarily. Um, so I'm going to skip it while I think about all the amazing marketing bombs you just dropped. Um, but for finance homework, I would like you to think about if uh, if you were interested in selling your company, how much would it be worth? And I'm I would like you to think about the... Oh, I know there's music. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you were interested in selling your company today, how much would it be worth? That's my homework for this week. And uh, the second part of that is if somebody approached you out of our, out of the blue or at a golf course or wherever and offered you a check, how much would it take for you to say yes? That's my homework. It's just a thought exercise. And a reminder, if you're joining us for the first week this week, we're going to give you four homework assignments. Maybe only three this week. We're not sure because Kay's gone. But we're going to give you four. You only have to do one. And if you do one every single week, you will move your business forward. You will take it to the next level. So your finance option this week, I would like you to just fantasize about the idea of selling your baby. How much is it worth? And how much would it take to get you out? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And your systems homework, a lot of people don't think of creativity as systems, but it is a creative process. 
think creatively about how you can reach out to somebody who you may think is a competitor. I know we talked about this last week with uh, Mr. Green, Matt Green, but think creatively about how you can offer something to even somebody that might be seen as a competitor, either it's Christmas lights or the parking or the dumpsters. Think of something creative that you can add to your company's business that can help serve the community at large. So get creative and reach out and see how you can work with somebody else in your community. I think that would be a great systems platform for people to kind of see their business in a different way. And I love John, how you've done that. It's really cool. So that's your homework. <laughs> Get creative. Okay. People homework. I want you, I'm going to piggyback off of what Megan said, and I want you to evaluate your company on your culture. I want you to think about if you were to sell your business and you're selling your business based on revenue, yes, but would you be able to partially like, drive your price up based on how self-sufficient and self-running your business is with your employees? So, you know, for instance, I don't ever have to be there. My office manager never has to be there. And yet the employees show up virtually every day. We have, we have call-offs for sure, but you know what I'm saying? I do not have to watch them and have, you know, a thumb on them. And there is a level of peace about that. So think about that valuation. And, and I thought of some marketing homework. Can I be Tay for a second? Sure. And, and John, we're going to give you a choice. You can give homework after this, or you can just let it rest. Our, our speakers probably go half and half, so no pressure. But for marketing, I would like you to think about the content that you've already generated for your business. I would like you to figure out a way to index it. And I think I'm a big fan, thanks to Michelle, of um, finding VAs to help me do these kind of tasks. But you can index the content that already exists and start repurposing it. I would also encourage you to explore if in your industry there's a system like what John found. I just found it for accounting. It's $69 a month. They give me a weekly tax tip every week. I can repurpose that content on my Facebook, on my Instagram, to my tax clients. Um, I'm sure there exists something like that in your industry. Um, so that is my homework. Like think about generating content intentionally and regularly and either spend some money to have somebody do it for you or look at what you already have on your website, on your videos, on your email replies and try and repurpose that content so that you can start intentionally getting in front of your customers and like John, a list of prospect customers. So you're top of mind when they do have a problem, you're the person they go to call. Um, so, John, would you like to share any homework with our listeners this week? Or you... Well, uh, the, I'll just share the homework that uh, that we are doing. Uh, although we've had okay. service autopilot, uh, we've not done a good job of what they call the closeout day screen. And so the closeout day screen is where we have all these job tickets that came in, you know, through the mobile devices and people had clocked on and off jobs. Well, then sometimes people don't clock off a job or don't clock in or whatever it might be. And so you need to go in and, and reconcile that at the end of the day. We've not done a good job of that. And so as a result of that, well, then we don't have accurate job costing on every job. And if we go back and do that and then watch on that on a week-to-week -week basis and make changes immediately, we can probably, uh, you, you can get a, an enormous amount 
Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I uh, love that homework, John. Uh, I love and, it. Like labor efficiency <laughs> is like, that's our homework for this year too. Jeff McConaughey's been helping us. This idea of getting that productivity rate up and your efficiency up. I mean, that is so many dollars in your pocket that are just being wasted by not. Right. And, and so we're, we're going to do that. Uh, I think just doing that, we, I think we can um, increase our profit at least 50% on that. Just, just that one thing. I can't wait yeah. to hear about it. I, I mean, I it's, it, it, it's, it's taking labor efficiency from, uh, you know, billing out 65 to 70% of the time to uh, taking it up to 85 or 90% of the time. Yep. We're at 65 and our goal is to be at 75 by the end of the year. Right. And if you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. Uh, we will we will talk more about it. Um, labor efficiency is the amount of uh, productive, productive hours versus non-productive hours. So when they're actually on the job site making the money versus when they're setting up, taking down, driving between jobs, unloading a dumpster, loading into a dumpster, all of that is part of labor efficiency. Thank you, John, so much for being here. Yeah, this was great. I'm yeah. I hope everybody heard him and just wow, and heard all that. So that, many uh, good things. Always me. a pleasure, John. Seriously. It was fun yeah. to be sitting next to Megan and going, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Michelle, I wish you were here. John, I wish you were here. Tay, we wish you were here. Um, yeah, so I know. And John, had, they had totally planned to come and COVID existed. We did. Yeah. But we're we would have all been together. Next year, next year. Next year, next year. Yeah, next we'll year. see you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Go fight. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Go fight for your Sounds good. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.